This is a Bloody Vegans production. Hello, my name is Jim. This is my podcast, The Bloody Vegans. You're very welcome to it. Each week, I'll be traveling ever deeper into the world of veganism, discovering along the way a multitude of viewpoints from the political and ethical to the practical. I'll be doing this through a series of conversations, each aiming to further illuminate my understanding and hopefully yours of all things plant-centric And this week is no different. Uh, Before we get started, uh, the usual bit of admin. There are a few ways in which you can uh, support the Bloody Vegans podcast if you enjoy this content. Uh, Firstly, uh, and free of charges, head to your podcast provider of choice and leave a lovely review. Uh, Ideally, five stars if they have a star rating system. That would be great. Thank you very much in advance for that. You can uh, support financially too. So there are a couple of ways to do that. If you're an Apple Podcast subscriber, you can head over to the Apple Podcast app and for 99 glorious pence a month uh, in sterling, it's also available around the world in your currency of choice, um, you can get access to uh, episodes in advance uh, and all kinds of other content as we go down the line. Uh, we'll be adding more into that subscriber package too. So please do support the podcast that way if you're an Apple Podcast subscriber. But never fear if you're not, because you can head over to Patreon either via the app or the website and search for Bloody Vegans Podcast. And there are a variety of different ways to support via that method. Um, And there's some rewards in exchange for that as well. I think there's merchandising and all kinds of wonderful stuff in there. So if you would like to do any of those things and support the podcast, then please do. Um, That's pretty much it for the admin. Let's get on to the episode, shall we? So in this week's episode, I am joined by Jack Biniak. He is the founder of Jack Berry. Uh, They uh, make honey, amongst other things. And before you'll rush to your podcast provider to leave a negative review, uh, thinking, what are we talking about honey for? We're talking about vegan honey, so no bee honey. It really is fantastic. I thoroughly recommend you all try it. But the, the... Particularly interesting thing to me uh, about Jack's story, uh, Jack the founder, is that um, he has actually gone vegan pretty much as a result of founding this company and then going through the journey of learning about honey and raw honey and so on and so forth. And in the last probably only six months or so, uh, Jack himself has gone vegan as a result of producing this product and the conversations he's had. So it's a wonderful story, very interesting indeed. Um, and let's uh, let's get on with it, shall we? So without further ado, here's a conversation between me and Jack Biniak of Jack Berry. trying to eat healthy and um, some time ago I met um, uh, now a friend, a person called Carl and um, we had a chat and he started to talk to me, like, you know, really good conversation and debate, my facts on the table, his facts on the table and uh, uh, he started to ask me questions, why do you think, why, um, uh, why do you think, why would you eat or drink milk to start with? So I don't know, I think it's fine, it's okay, isn't it? 
and then he opened my eyes and um, obviously put some facts, put some um, articles, um, I started to do my own research. He pointed me in the right direction and I found out about how the dairy um, business is actually run. Uh, what happens to cows, what happens to um, even um, uh, small um, male cows after after the birth and and so on, which was quite uh, heartbreaking. And, you know, slowly, slowly, over months, um, I started to look into it uh, from a different angle. And until um, a point where I just lost a sense and, and a taste of anything. And I thought, there's no point. It's just, um, I thought, I've got to do something. And uh, it was just coming up, coming up, coming up. And there were a few more uh, facts added to it about the meat uh, uh, and so on and so on. And I thought, no, this is it. I'm, 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 I'm just going to go. Uh, from perspective of nutrition, I always was asking myself a question, how am I going to do it? Uh, that was dreading me and I was pushing it back, pushing it back. But then I found a way and, um, you know, it's uh, it's been a few weeks. But I think um, for the time being, when I struggle, I've got either porridge with seeds or seeds with porridge. So it helps a lot, especially in this first few weeks. But, you know, I'm, I'm open for any recipes. Um, running the company with uh, Whole Foods, it, it's helping because we, we come up with different recipes. We look for things. And we share them, so um, I think uh, it's good, and, and and that's how it started all. Oh, inc incredible, incredible, and 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 so early on in the journey, but but so um, I, it feels like so well positioned, mm. you know, being in the business that you're in. You know, you talk about the seeds and, the, yeah. and so on, and the the honey, and we'll get onto that, obviously. But it feels like you were sort of vegan adjacent for some time before making and, this switch. Yeah, it was. It was in the books. I mean, um, you know, it's it's. Uh, mostly, we 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 were thinking like you know, for for years and years, we were more on the vegetarian diet rather than uh, just mm. full omnivores. And so it was just ticking along, ticking along, ticking along. It's just I needed someone to actually convince me and show me the ropes and that was just yeah. like oh that was so quick and happened within what a couple of months and then that's it that was it all done <laughs> um I'm, i struggle i have to say i have to admit you know um <laughs> the stinky cheese is not my favorite so i, I prefer porridge and seeds are, are better um i found out that i'll prefer the oat milk rather than almond milk because we can talk about it later. Almond milk is to do with bees and pollinating as well. So I've got a few facts for you as well. Um, yeah, so I thought um, it needs time to find your own things, replacements and so on and so on. I'd rather cook something from, from scratch rather than buy at supermarkets because first of all, I've got no time to, to go around and look at the labels at the back, what's in it. You know, if you replace something, um, you can find a lot of uh, chemicals, a lot of uh, things which are um, unknown, really. Um, well, I found recently um, two enzymes in a strong white bread flour, and one of them could be derived from fl uh, plants and animals. And that's quite surprising. And um, so, yeah, so you need to be aware what you're having, what you're eating, and always um, read ingredients. So I thought, right, let's start from scratch and better to cook at home. Uh, hence the porridge and seeds and seeds and porridge is, 
you know, like uh, like in the gaps. But slowly, slowly, we're getting there. I even posted today a really nice um, uh, coconut flour um, um, uh, chocolate bowls. Um, yeah, so it's you know, it's getting there. It's getting there. So, well, so I, and I love that approach. Of like, I'm I'm gonna. I'm going to go like more whole foods plant based rather than yeah. sort of processed vegan. Uh, pure, and I love the idea of purely because, you know, the, reading the labels is A, a hassle, and B, there's this minefield out there. I had exactly this position recently where somebody said to me, it was about shampoo actually, mm-hmm. but they were saying, what's not vegan about this? And they read through the ingredients. And it was one of those those situations where there was an enzyme that was could be derived from animals, could be derived from plants, depending on which way the company had gone. And without the sort of vegan certification to tell you, you're basically left with, I wouldn't risk it, you know, personally. But so I think it's a great approach. If you're cooking whole foods, you you know what you're getting, right? Um, Yeah, also um, you've mentioned the certification. Is a lot of, uh, you go to supermarkets and there's a lot of uh, vegan friendly or vegan uh, with food. funny name on the um, sign on it uh, I never trust this because um, anyone can call uh, or oh, flour for example flour like the one I've mentioned uh, yeah let's call it vegan why not but you don't know if that enzyme which is in that flour has been derived from plants or animals so how can you tell that that flour is vegan supposedly whole foods yeah. um, um, the whole Flour, like let's say uh, we've got quite a lot of um, flowers registered with the Vegan Society for the purpose of that, that it's clean, it's clear, and you've got what it's, a, what it's actually in the, pa- uh, in the bag uh, without any infusion, uh, edit products or so on. As I always say, it's a grain, milled, and that's it. Put in the paper bag, that's it. That's, that's us. And if you got that with the Vegan Society UK on it, uh, that means that it's safe. And I'd rather buy the product which is certified by the body I respect than just yeah. um, some sort of a you know, company selling in a supermarket telling me, oh, it's vegan. And then you don't know what you're eating. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of... It's, it's, a, it's a minefield there. It's a minefield. But... Uh, mm. Uh, we're trying to talk to people. We're trying to educate. We're trying to help out, and I'm, we're always open for some comments. And you know, people come in and asking, and we're chatting, and then you know, I always learn something because uh, talking is good. It's good to talk, like uh, old. <laughs> yeah, absolutely is. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely, especially in the vegan community. I think it's very good to talk. You, you know, that's the that's the way we sort of all educate yeah. each other. Because, like you say, it's an absolute minefield. It yeah. really is. Um, it'd, be, it'd be good to to get a little bit of uh, background on the business. Mm-hmm. Where where did it start? Um, as I've mentioned earlier, it's um, we were always in healthy eating, and uh, my background is in. Um, health and 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 care as well so um um part of my life i spent um not long part but short part as a personal trainer so nutrition was a part of it and then obviously i developed something else but um uh, i was always into healthy eating trying to um find things which are uh, now i can call them raw whole foods at that time i just wanted something healthy um, so when I um, became uh, a nurse, uh, everything was 
to do with uh, evidence research and and so on and so on and that allowed me to find out a bit more and on uh, in a more sophisticated way uh, about the products we eat on an everyday basis so the interest was still there but now i had access to uh, the libraries you know universities libraries so i started to look at what's actually good for your body for certain things you want to achieve and then you know so if you want to lose weight if you want to um, um, gain some muscle and, and and things like that and i always remember my grandma saying just go back to basics just eat simple and just just think about just raw whole foods like uh, obviously she said that in uh, in different way but um, yeah that's what you're always cooking from scratch and that's 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 something and um, it was always in the back of my mind and you know going with that we thought okay well, let's make a step forward and and see what um, what else we can do I found few articles in uh, uh, preparing for uh, uh, at work and and um, simple things like brown lean seeds I suddenly started to look at this uh, whole foods differently uh, from before it was just oh addition to to your porridge or your um, uh, like uh, some products you can use on with yogurt and 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 fruits suddenly I started to look at this differently so uh, as a source of fiber as a sort of a source of uh, proteins uh, vitamins minerals and so on and so on and suddenly that just started to grow and grow and I thought oh why not uh, if we start educating people the best education is if you talk and you sell the product and then you actually give it to someone and say look start using this mate because it's good for you and then and then I think two years later we were sitting here talking about the business where we've got uh, quite quite a range of uh, natural raw seeds um, different types of uh, flowers uh, you name it we've got it and also the other thing was where um, talking about co2 talking about um, also the uh, the goodness we were concentrate we concentrate ourselves on the range of uh, where we geographically are so either UK mm. north of Europe this part of uh, um, the globe because then it's more um, related to us the products which we source rather than getting almonds uh, people ask me oh why you haven't got almond flour and I says look this is from we don't grow it here we don't grow it anywhere around mm. uh, around ourselves why would I ship that um, mill it and, and sell it it's just not with with uh, uh, it's not you know not our way I would say so that's yeah. briefly how it started, and uh, we still got you know thanks. Uh, maybe not thanks, but um, because of the pandemic, we can't introduce new products. So we're just mm. waiting for the business to pick up slightly better, and then we will be introducing more. more. Uh, it's quite a lot. Uh, quite a lot we've got uh, in the pipeline, but uh, slowly, slowly, we hopefully we get there. <laughs> I'd love to talk a little bit about this nutritional benefit of seeds because I'll, I'll be honest, pre-going vegan, mm -hmm. I probably didn't the, – the the idea of any any seeds in my diet was probably not something I even contemplated apart from, you know, if there was seeds that happened to be on a on a loaf of bread or something yeah. that I was eating as, you know, on, on top. 
but since going vegan, I've I've been very aware of you know whether it's chia seeds or pumpkin yeah. seeds, sunflower seeds, all these different seeds and their potential nutritional benefits. Is from your experience, is that the sort of the the typical kind of Western diet? missing out on a lot of kind of micronutrients because of not the because of the lack of inclusion of these things in, yes. in the sort of uh, the, the standard um that's good you've uh, that's a really good question because um uh, talking to people what i've noticed and it's not a northern thing uh, we thought that maybe it's local like lancashire or you know north northern part not west east no but i've traveled to um a few places down south uh London, Leighton, this sort of areas, and speaking to people, and oh yeah, well, would I use seeds? What for? And I says, oh, have you tried the seeds? For example, like maybe some some um, uh, fresh fruit, um, any type of yogurt, your preference, and maybe some seeds on top with a bit of honey, or vegan honey. Uh, no, why would I have that? And I says, this is you know, this is God's breakfast. This is packed with everything, and oh, and, oh, okay. And then five minutes later, they actually, oh, I didn't know that, I didn't know that, I didn't know that brown lean seeds or golden lean seeds are packed with proteins and so on. And I says, yeah, if you start calculating that, I showed them the, the 200 bag of our seeds, and I says, if you eat half, half of it, um, uh, like, uh, what was it, the pumpkin seeds we've got in 200 gram bag, and I says, look, if you munch on that for an hour, you will probably eat 100 grams. That's like you've just eaten um, a steak, this equivalent of plant-based protein. And I said, I can't believe it, I can't believe it. And it's mathematics, it's common sense, it's just simplicity. And yeah, so people started, but it's really difficult when uh, these types of products were not present um, in, in our diet for, for a long, long time. And people think seeds, oh yeah, you plant them and you grow something out of them. And I says, yes, but if you... If you know that they are good for growing, think about it. Seed, tiny little seeds, got so much potential to grow the whole plant or a tree. And then suddenly people start to think, oh, yeah, well, you're right, you're right. Oh, yeah, oh, maybe it is good, maybe it is good. So, yes, and, and then you show them some nutritional information and you talk to them, you give them more um, um, information and, and uh, slowly, slowly changing. It's, uh, it's a lot of talk, but it's good education. And, uh, you know, having, having, and, um, having people coming back to us and uh, it's like we're doing different charter markets, different stalls, events, and, and you've got return customers and happy and says, look, I want to, go, I want to get that, I want to get that, that bag of uh, seeds. It's, for me, it's like an um, extension to my nursing career. It's something I've helped, I've tried to uh, educate, yeah. and it's like, you know, it's, it just made my day. You've just come back. That's, that's brilliant. And that's, um, that's the beautiful part of, the, of that business, when the people coming back, they're happy, and they want, yeah, you know what, I've learned something from you. This is, this is why I'm doing it as well. I love that. I love that. The, the really, the, the nursing career hasn't really stopped. No, you, it's you've just moved as I say, it it's like a different an extension. Space. It's it's. Um, I love that part. Mm. I don't. I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm still doing nursing shifts to to support the business, but um, when I go out there and it's, I'm not wearing uniform, but it's still kind of um, yes, the help, the education, and and uh, we've had a few customers. I've I've recommended something, and I says, look, I'm not. 
I'm not telling you this because I'm selling seeds, but I'm selling honey, I'm selling this or the other, or flowers. Uh, <laughs> but at the end of the day, if you put them together, and I've, uh, I've given a few people some uh, mixes and things, and uh, some people say it works, some people didn't, but it depends. You know, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a GP, I can't just uh, assess. But if it helps you, that I'd be happy. And, uh, you know, simple things like brown lean seeds, uh, people didn't, un uh, did um, a lot of people don't know that um, they've got two types of um, uh, so, so, uh, fiber. So that's good for you. For mm. oh, let's not go there. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's yeah. good for you. Yeah, but we need to, as, as a whole nation, we, I think, on, uh, from all the European countries, we right at the bottom um, if we're talking about consumption of fiber. So that's not good. And uh, it's not good for your gut. Mm. It's not good for your health immune system uh, everything starts from the gut so if you get that information to people and they start to understand why is it so important then slightly slightly you're changing the perspective yeah 100 percent. love love that I, i'd love to get onto honey mm -hmm. so let's, let's let's talk about honey so the 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 arguments for eating traditional bees honey and then the 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 kind of what is the product that that you are offering as a as an alternative? Let's let's talk about that. Uh, yeah, we, uh, when we uh, looked at uh, honey, we thought right, it's, a, it's a, uh, the natural raw honey. It's uh, specially cold filtered. Uh, um, you know, you can't deny certain types of honey. They got really good health benefits. Um, so we thought, yeah, that's fine. But um, if we're looking at the uh, vegan option or there's, there's nothing there and um, there is a lot of vegan honey alternatives uh, but they got different uh, flavors and, and so on and so on and we thought there's nothing really close as to remind people of, of that honey and um, so um, it took us a while until we got to the point where we can actually present something then we've gone through uh, certification with the vegan society okay scrutinize the paperwork and everything uh, and we finally launch a product which I can show you. Um, that's uh, a liter jar. I couldn't find a smaller one. Um, no bee vegan honey. Is. So that was launched in um, uh, July. Shortly after, uh, one of our first events was um, in Newcastle and Lyme, a local uh, vegan uh, festival slash uh, event. So we went with our honeys and it says, oh yeah, we'll, we'll see how it sells. There were two of us on the stall. Uh, I think we started at 10 o'clock and we were doing tasting because we thought, right, people will not believe it. Uh, there's a lot of uh, products similar to that, vegan honey alternatives. There's a lot of, but we need to get people and start trying it. Jim, we didn't stop for five hours. Honest to God, we didn't stop for five hours. That was a tasting, tasting, purchasing, tasting, purchasing. Um, I mean, um, at the end of the day, we were thinking we should have had a cam um, camera installed in our uh, gazebo. The people's faces we've seen and people's reaction to um, the tasting of it, it was unbelievable. We had a woman who started to cry and we thought, oh my God, is it is it that bad? Or... Um, and he says, no, 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 I haven't had that taste for 20 years. And, you know, um, I've, I still got goosebumps when I talk about this because, you know, someone who hasn't had 
um, a taste or scent of a honey for 20 years, she was actually in tears. And we're together with her. So, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's moving. It's emotional and it was a good day. We come in there for a Christmas market, but this time there's, there's much bigger awareness of what we're selling. The product is picking up, but we'll, obviously we need uh, some exposure. It's it's based on natural products, so and it's exactly the same as natural honey, and that's what people ask. Um, uh, what it what it what is what it is. Uh, so you got glucose and fructose in the same ratio as uh, in natural honey, as as we all know, honey is mix is of uh, glucose and fructose. Uh, we've added. Um, White flowers, um, normal meadow white flowers, certain flowers, uh, floral scents and esters derived from that. And uh, we needed to add citric acid, also uh, natural. Otherwise, normally it just um, is being created in the hive over time. And a um, uh, bit of a perfumery like to get it all you know, put together and, uh, and then you got the result. So I'm 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 very happy and that it work it's working and 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 uh, people coming back and uh, we start even have um, non vegans buying it uh, due to the fact that first firstly it bakes well so if you want a cheaper mm. option than honey uh, so you can bake with it it w resembles the, the smell and the taste of a honey. Uh, some people just decided, right, if, instead of buying expensive honey to put it on the porridge just for a taste of it, I might just use use this. And that resembles of honey and then, then that's, um, they like it. So slowly, slowly we're getting there. I love this idea, you know, when you read the ingredients list, everything is understandable. Mm -hmm. Everything's clear. Everything feels very natural. Was that was that incredibly important to you when you were setting out going through this trial and error of getting the right uh, flavor yeah, profile? Yeah, it's, it's, as I said, it's, it's perfumery. People don't oh, think like, oh, you got three or four ingredients in, in this. But I says, yes, but it's a lot of work to make it all uh, happen. Mm. And uh, it's like someone asked me at uh, one of the first events and they said, oh, can you have like uh, this flavor or that flavor? And I'm thinking, look, I'm, uh, otherwise I'll be defeating the object. There's no point of me doing... Um, mm honey which resembles of a lemon or, or it's got orange flavor because it won't it wouldn't be honey we were just focused on honey mm. maybe in the future yeah, we think about dif different scents and 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 you know um, different mm. tastes but i think at the moment uh, what i've seen in this uh, newcastle on the line on the line um, i think just go for the honey resembling uh, products because that's that's popular that's what uh, a lot of people from the uh, who are vegans? They 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 lack that, and and I think this is a good option. And also, it's it's nice to see uh, bakeries asking, oh, can we actually bake on that? It's a cheaper option as well. So, you know, in the long term, we're saving bee population and sending them on holiday. So, not. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, let's talk a bit, little bit about the the sort of the the, the vegan arguments against your <clears throat> traditional kind of honey made by mm -hmm. bees. What and and for people who are new to veganism, often this is something you know something I get asked a lot by people who are brand new to veganism is like, well, what's the problem with with honey? 
So I'm going to ask that question to you as a man who's well in the mm-hmm. field. What, what's what? And, and I'm asking it as devil's advocate, obviously, as somebody who runs a vegan podcast. I should yeah. know this, but 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 what's the problem with 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 honey, traditional honey? Yeah, traditional honey. Um, uh, let's start from the Vegan Society UK. Uh, their view is uh, no matter what um, the um, the beekeeping is uh, uh, classed as exploitation of bees. And then on the other side, you've got arguments, oh, wait a second, but if I keep a beehive or two beehives in my extensive garden, right, on the back of a farm, why wouldn't be not, um, uh, why would you say that it's exploitation? So, and I'm really, really um, gentle with the bees. I, um, I take just enough for myself and my family and they just flourish and just fly around and, you know, they're happy. You know, you look at them, they're all happy. So that's one argument. Then then you got um, something which we call commercial beekeeping. And that is total, uh, and I would agree with that, that's total exploitation. Uh, I think we've mentioned the, uh, earlier um, that uh, whatever the honey is in, in the supermarkets, you can, you can see it's not honey as a raw or... or uh, cold filtered or not cold filtered, you don't know where it comes from. It's normally, usually, uh, no matter where it comes from, it's either blend of something or blend of different honeys coming from different parts of the world. Uh, I don't want to go into more politics, but um, mainly that's what it is. Uh, commercial beekeeping will be uh, always um, focused on profits, and that's where mm. exploitation can occur. So, yes, there are both arguments on both sides, um, especially from the point of view of new vegans. Yeah, they will be struggling. Uh, oh, shall I or shall I not? Uh, one one uh, group says, oh, it's okay. And uh, I've met a lot of vegans who, are, um, who will go for uh, natural honey for the medical or med- uh, purposes. But then... Um, and then also there's a group of uh, vegans who will say, oh, definitely not, I will not touch it. So, you know, it's, it's um, I don't want to be, uh, I don't want to judge anyone, but it's, it's your mm. opinion. However, what we're trying to do, we're trying to educate people and introducing products which are alongside of the natural honey, and totally, totally discontinuing and not even going into commercial beekeeping and, and uh, commercial honeys, but thinking about this uh, small businesses or small hives, you know, small uh, gardeners who have got local honey and and our no bee vegan honey. And actually, you, you, you put in the spanner in the works, you giving people the option that now you can actually choose. You can choose something for the you know, if we start that for, I hope, for a few years, people will see, oh, wait a second, I've got the alternative, but I can always go to a local farmer and get something from local. And I, I hope, I hope that this will be ethically, if there is a way of calling it ethically, sourced honey. So uh, we're trying to be against the commercial big um, uh, beekeeping, uh, manufacturing, you know, the big companies. Um, and hopefully we will achieve that by, you know, educating people and giving them the option. That's, that's where we are with this debate. 
But there's a lot of examples I can give you um, yeah. from one side of, of the fence and from the other. Um, and uh, we can debate <laughs> yeah. forever and forever. But I think, you know, if we cut that debate and just, just let's, let's look at the options. Because if people want mm. to have honey, you, you won't stop them. But um, I think the, the problem lies somewhere else. We are not aware of why we're doing the beekeeping. And that's what we mentioned earlier. This is more to do with the environment and um, why we actually keep the bees in the first place. Because one of the arguments for beekeeping is, oh, we're helping the bees flourish because we're keeping them and we look after them and so on and so on. And that's where we slightly um, divert from this debate uh, because our, from our point of view, the whole thing about beekeeping is not only about beekeeping, it's about the environmental issues. And that's where we wanted to give people options and educate so we can actually talk about other, other things above that debate, if you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and I've had people talk about this before where they've said, um, like you say, there's that argument that says, well, actually, by me buying honey, what I'm doing is I'm um, perpetuating bee populations, actually, because there's more more honeybees being kept, if you like, by uh, by honey manufacturers. But then I've had the, the, you know, I've had many people within the vegan community who've sort of helped me along the learning journey, particularly at the beginning, who've said, well, actually, that's one species of, of bee. And there are a ton of wild bees that are actually being almost pushed mm-hmm. out by by this this overpopulation of honeybees. And so there is no problem with the honeybee population. There is a problem with the wild bee population, which are these, you know, big pollinators mm-hmm. and so on. And also I think we were talking before the before we started recording, and I'd love to get your 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 perspective on this one around actually thinking about the bigger picture around pollination and what you know the other pollinators around and the landscape it'd be great to get your your perspective on that. yeah um like we said um, i even talked to someone yesterday and says oh yeah we need to keep the bees because they pollinate us uh, so without bees we will not have our potatoes and this and the other so uh, tomatoes you know vegetables and so on i says yes of course but um if you look at like you said honeybees that's only a part of the whole, let's say, let's call them community of, of insects who are pollinators. And um, I mentioned that um, earlier. If, if, if you look at uh, why uh, the, popula- the bee or insect population is dropping down massively from 1990s, is due to a few things, either in industrialization, farming, fertilizing, and also cutting forests down, grazing grass and so on and so on. So it's really, really complex subjects. And um, I don't know if you travel, but a lot of uh, people listening to it, they travel around Europe, they travel around UK. And, and, and I, I hope a lot of people will agree that um, coming back from Europe and going through the channel and then going into UK, yeah, of course, we've got a lot of green areas, but they grazed. And then you have few uh, farm animals there and there on the side of the motorway, mm. but there's no forests, there's no white flower meadows, there's you know there's no rewilded um, areas where where insects and, and and small animals can flourish. And I think this is the way we where we should be looking at and changing the whole landscape uh, to actually bring back. Uh, um, uh, 
the bigger numbers of pollinators, but also small animals and, and etc. And then uh, I've mentioned to you the project in Oxfordshire with bringing back the uh, red kite. That, that's been successful. Mm. Uh, and then suddenly that project just stopped and no one's doing anything else. So um, there's a lot of things we, we, we can do. And, and uh, it's not only um, uh, the honeybee. It's, it's you know looking at the bigger picture. Just step back and just look at the bigger mm. picture. Uh, why, uh, if we don't uh, plant vegetables or, or, or grains or anything on the farmlands, why can't we just rewilder them? Just just stop grazing it every year and then yeah. just just rebuild it. You know that's that's what I would like to talk to farmers. Uh, but I think I'm not in a position mm. to talk to farmers. I think government should. So <laughs> let's let's. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree, and it's it's, it's a fascinating point. I, I remember. You know those sort of you know childhood kind of train journeys through kind of UK countryside, and you look out the window, and I was you know you always had this view growing up. You know when I wasn't kind of aware of the, the environmental aspects, you know wasn't vegan at the time, and so on and so forth. You're sort of told from a young age this is this is beautiful green countryside, and and now I look at it and I think what was there, what what was there before this big expanse of of grazed grass. And just a hedgerow, and and you're absolutely right. What was probably there was was a, a lush, diverse green forest land, um, which was teeming with life, and is probably now almost desertified. Really, it's it's just grass. And what must that be doing from a pollination point of view, from a never you know, an environmental standpoint, CO two levels, etc. It's um, I think I think you're absolutely right. We've got to look at the bigger picture here, rather than just, you know, almost trying to buy our way out of environmental disaster. Well, if I buy more honey, it's somehow going to solve this problem. It's like it's a much bigger pic, uh, picture than. But that. also, so, um, yeah, yeah you've mentioned. I spoke to a few beekeepers and they says, look, uh, yeah, there's not, not a problem to have uh, bee, uh, uh, beehives anywhere. But then if you really care about your bees and that population and you try to, um, you know, help the bees and, and, and uh, provide for them, then you need to start thinking where you put your hives. Because if you put the hives and say, oh, yeah, I've got brilliant farmland at the back, but then it doesn't help that the farm will be fertilised. Um, because this, what's the point? You actually either uh, have yeah. your lovely local honey with full of um, uh, fertilizers, not really healthy stuff, and uh, mm. and then obviously the the bees will not um, be happy because it's it's not good for their health. So you know it, it, there's more to it than just just um, just easy solutions. There's always someone says um, someone said to me, "Oh yeah, it's fine, it's local. I can keep this and and so on." I says, "Do you know where your bees fly? Uh, oh, local yeah. gardens and things." I was right. Yeah, probably on that on that big roundabout in the centre of uh, Manchester or Blackpool. You know, <laughs> if they if they take pollen yeah. from that roundabout. <clears throat> I don't want that honey. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's it's, it's yeah. um, you can't control the bees where they fly, and uh, that's what I say to people sometimes. You, I know where what's going into uh, no bee vegan honey, right? Because I know, mm. but you can't control the bees where they fly, and you don't know what they're gonna bring. 
same with the um, you know it's 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 a lot of things. It's, I know that the, the, there's a lot of diseases and and uh, parasites with with uh, the bees, but if you really speak to uh, beekeepers, they telling. And they, they even um, when I was researching and preparing myself to this, I've, 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 I've read a few um, um, blogs from a beekeepers, same debate, vegan, non-vegan. And even beekeepers are saying, mm. look, this is not cheap hobby. So, and, yeah. and, and um, we've had examples and we were told, and I've even seen the footages that it's easier for some beekeepers, I'm not even talking about big companies, but some beekeepers will um, will destroy the hive at the end of the season because it's cheaper to buy the new hive and new bees at um, after winter. So uh, yeah, just take as much as you can off the honey and then destroy the hive. What's the point? What's the point? Yeah. So, yeah, it's purely purely kind of profit yeah, driven, really, yeah. isn't it? When you look at it, depends. Um, on one yeah. side, the, the prices of honey are, go, are going up, but uh, there's a lot of, um, like we've said, a lot of uh, blends out there, and mm. I don't know where it comes from. And and uh, if if you read on on the label, and we're coming back to labels again and <laughs> ingredients, uh, if mm-hmm. you look at this and it's a blend of something and something and something, you need to start thinking where is it actually coming from and why would yeah. you blend it right i'd rather have um, yeah. something i i know where it comes from uh, than than just just um have something which is uh, from unknown i would say so well yeah i mean you're absolutely right you make a really valid point you know when you write blended on it why are you writing yeah. blended on it is it because you you can't specify yeah. where it's from could be from anything anywhere yeah because you know? um, otherwise you, you would also, you'd be, if you, you knew you'd be proud of that yeah and uh, ourselves as you know as a, as a business we need to be aware that uh, every product comes with the uh, data sheet uh, so you mm. you scrutinize by uh, different uh, bodies uh, different checks um, you know the certifications and so on and so on so uh, we as a retail customers, when we go to supermarket, we can't ask for data sheets of these products in particular. Mm. We have no uh, knowledge of what is actually um, in this product. We are only limited to that little um, label at the back with ingredients on it. And uh, I spoke to uh, many people, uh, uh, we were talking about honey, uh, bread is a prime example. Um, bread and flour, mm. prime example. If you look at um, the ingredients in our normal everyday bread, white or brown, whatever, I've been noticing that, and for a few years now, uh, taking pictures from time to time, how the um, the ingredients in our daily bread are changing. Unbelievable, Jim. It's just right. unbelievable. To the point where I can not even read or pronounce the ingredients in our bread a few years back and um, that was um, a different types of ingredients uh, now we've got totally different and god knows what's going to be uh, in a couple of years i um i even said that a couple of weeks ago that i wouldn't be surprised if someone uh, gave us a pill and says yeah put it in a bowl all right put some water and it will just grow 
because it will be so artificial that you just you can just have it on the plate yeah. uh, in the form of a pill. It's just um, it's not on bread. Is you know in my in my imagination and in my uh, knowledge, it's supposed to be flour, and that's that's where a uh, good thing comes. You don't even have to have a yeast. Uh, we're trying to promote sourdough because it's a natural mm. as it comes from medieval times. This was always the bread, water and and flour, and a bit of salt, and that's it. That's your bread. That's how it should be. So why would you put so many ingredients into it, um, flavorings and so on and so on, to make it nice and fluffy? Um, the, the the ingredients I've mentioned earlier, you know, in a flour, the, the two enzymes. Uh, I found that they, um, yeah, one derived from uh, either plants or um, uh, animals, and another one derived from plants. I didn't know what they do until I researched that, and I found out that they, during the baking process, they're reducing fiber. So, right. another phone calls to the bakeries, a few few baker friends, and I says, so why would you do that? You know, why would you reduce fiber? This is what we need, and he says, right. <laughs> My friend says he's a baker, and he says, right, you're reducing fiber because a fiber needs water. So in a baking process, you've got more fiber. Uh, anyone, any, any baker can tell you that so using more fibrous flowers, you will have to put more water. So why would you do that on a mass scale, producing, let's say, millions and millions of bread? That's a huge, huge water bill, right? Yeah. And then once you're limiting the water... You're saving money, and that's that's what it is. And no one no one cares about your gut at the end of the day. No one cares what you're eating, how you um, you know how your body's changing. And um, I found a link that since the changes were implemented in late 2008, uh, 2000, uh, just before 2010, 2007, 8, 9, the changes started to uh, creep up on us. Until now, uh, there's a lot of people uh, and with um, either, as they call themselves, wheat intolerant, intolerant or, or gluten intolerant and, and mm. so on and so on. Look, uh, you know, it's, the, the facts are there. Ciliac UK website, it can tell you that it's just creeping up. Uh, so, and there's a lot of people who don't even want to go to the doctors because they struggle every day not knowing what the problem is. But as soon as you start tweaking certain things, uh, you realize that, oh, I'm less bloated. Oh, I've started to, I, I dropped that. I've started to eat whole foods. Oh, I actually feel better. And, you know, so there's a link mm. in between. Um, I'm not in a position to, to say uh, one way or the other because um, I haven't got access to uh, labs to uh, do certain tests, but <laughs> I could put my head on the fact that it's all linked together. Uh, because... Once people go in on the whole foods diet, and you, pro I'm, I, you know, stop eating certain processed foods, I feel better. I've lost a, a kilo mm. already, just not doing anything, just changing the diet. And so, that's, so that's, that's, you know, within a couple of weeks. So that, that is working. Um, pandemic, when, when it started, and um, we, we started to bake bread at home, because it was easy. Obviously, we had product access to different flowers, yeah. and we thought, "All oh, right, yeah, let's test this. <laughs> let's test this." Yeah. I've never baked bread before, but I've learned how to do it. Um, Jim, honest, 
I've never been bloated since. So there's a link, but as yeah. soon as I go to the shop and buy a shop uh, when I'm driving or something, and I buy a sandwich, God, I'm double in size. So there's a link. And it's not only me saying that. There's a lot yeah. of people coming and talking, and we're talking on, on the stalls or, or markets, and, and that's what they say. Yes, you're right, you're right. And it's, it's just common sense, really. It's just common sense. When you say it, uh, it, it's a couple of things you said that really like resonated with me. One of them was, you know, that, and it's so obvious to think about it, but, and I kind of knew it on a, obviously on a subconscious level, but it's really interesting when someone just calls it out as plainly yeah. as you just have that you, a com- uh, you know, these companies aren't really interested in your no, gut health. Not at all. Or it's, it's a, it's about, the, and it's obvious really when you think about it, but, but yeah, it hadn't occurred to me in that way. They're interested in the yeah. profit margin. So if that means changing the ingredients, changing the recipe to, you know, if it broadly tastes the same and therefore they can still sell it, great. You know, let's let's change the change the recipe. What that then does to people, like you say, we 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 don't know really until we we try it and we trial and error. And like you say, you, you suddenly feel a bit off or it creep. Then these things creep up on you, those kind of feelings, that kind of bloated feeling, the irritable bowel, those kind of things. And like you say, it's only when you remove something, you go to that whole foods kind of plant-based diet, you suddenly sort of feel like, hold on a minute, things have changed. Why is that? I think it's such a, a valid point. Mm. And it, really the only people who can be really responsible for their, their health is us, you know. We it just makes me think we've got to take control of it, you know, ourselves. Uh, Less of a question, more of a music. Yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's more of a statement. Yeah, but yeah, I totally agree. This yeah. is this is exactly what we stand for, and trying to, you know, um, it's like my friend said, oh, why why you bother? Because uh, why you bother? Just just sell it or go there, go there. You you would you would probably sell more of your products if you ju- you were just concentrating on your sales rather than talking to people. But says yes, but I don't <laughs> do it only because I want to achieve a certain amount of sales. Yeah, it would help. Of course, it would help. But if I don't talk yeah. to people, then this is not me. Um, and. Uh, mm. Talking to people and educating, just opening the eyes and opening, like like uh, like you just said, opening the view on on different options. That's where people start to think and and question, and that's always good because if you start questioning, more of us questioning things, we finally get to the point where we can ask around, especially up there the top. Says, hey, what are you doing? Why don't you change the laws and say, right, we don't want this, we don't want that chemical or that chemical in our diet on everyday um, uh, basis? Because you know, I'm not talking about myself, uh, but I'm talking about kids. It's a generation. If you start eating yeah. this from when you're young, twenty years of abuse, and then you becoming ill, and you got, you know, I've. I've how is it possible that you've got older generation people, right, remembering more whole foods diet? It's, 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 I'm, not, mm. I'm not saying anything. It's just, it's just my observation. And they have yeah. less problems with the gut than young people nowadays. Because young people nowadays, they've been, since a younger age, abused with the chemicals and and so on if you add to it environmental 
destruction of environment, uh, the pollution and so on and so on. It's just, you know, we're not there. Immune system is lacking and, and hence we need to go back to something which is more natural with less fertilizers. And it can be done. It's just, you know, someone needs to, um, more of us, the better. That's what I think. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's def definitely just this conversation has just made me think a little bit more, uh, coming at perhaps with a bit more of a clear mind as to my own, you know, my own nutrition, you know, am I taking control of it? Am I aware of it? You know, we, we even in the vegan community, I think, you know, I, I just like everybody get excited when I see a new, mm. you know, new vegan burger or a new vegan chocolate bar or this, that and the other, but... You know, am I really, am I, you know, if I looked at the back of the label, or do I understand everything that's on it? Am I comfortable with it? Um, and I, I can't honestly answer that I am at the moment. And it's just this conversation has just made me think, you know, maybe maybe I need to do some more research, take some more control. There's a control. lot of, uh, you know, you just mentioned about, uh, yeah, the burgers and, 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 and processed, processed foods. And this, this is what I'm struggling with because, um, yeah, it's easy to, uh, get something in a supermarket or, or shop or yeah it's a quick fix but then you know I'm, I'm kind of a person I would I would no matter what it is and no matter how hungry I am I will always look at the ingredients list because um, um, there's a lot of processed uh, in, in processed foods there's a lot of sugars and that's where we're struggling as a whole nation, with you know the, the number of uh, diabetes uh, patients growing in this country is unbelievable, and even starting with young age, um, and that was um, what was it the um, what's better uh, a fruit, right? Five a day. I don't know if you remember, but ten ten years ago, five a day were five fruits, and all, uh, suddenly, suddenly over a few years, we've changed it to oh. Let's let's include vegetables, and and that's where because someone noticed that oh, if I'm good, mummy will give me chocolates. So I eat five apples, let's say, and then I go home and I eat bar of chocolate. If you count number of calories and sugar, that's actually over the top. But if you eat three peppers and two carrots, that's less sugar. Oh, I might get the bar bar of chocolate, so it's healthier. You know, it's it's counting the calories. It's simple maths. Uh, so maybe somewhere along the lines, um, government decided that maybe we swap the five five fruits for um, some veggies as well. So it's it's a, you know slowly slowly over I ten agree. years we've we got to somewhere. Uh, but um, I think we need um, yeah we need more education as such with with all of us, including and and, and questioning ourselves what we're doing, what we're doing it, and. Uh, um, and you know, talking about it like like we just talking about, you know, and I talk to uh, different people in different in different places. I think the awareness is is just uh, is it's just a matter of time, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Absolutely, and I think you know, with with the likes of companies like yourself, who have you know good principles at their core who are looking not just to make a great product, but to make a great product that kind of helps people and makes them feel, you know, nostalgic about the honey, but also, you know, 
great about those those raw seeds and so on. It's just that the phrase that stuck with me is God's breakfast, and it's made me think about. It's made me hungry actually for tomorrow morning's breakfast. I'm thinking seeds. Uh, some vegan yogurt, obviously, and, and some vegan honey would go down really yeah. well, actually. So I thank you for that. I appreciate you and, 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 and your business fix, for, you know, for bringing these kind Jim, of things it's a, into it's, the It's a quick quick attention. breakfast to make. And, uh, you know, it's it's sustainable. It's 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 good. Uh will keep you, you know, uh, with, with enough uh, plant-based protein in the bowl. Uh, it will keep you for hours and hours. So why not? And it's a healthy option. Love it. Love it. Jack, it's been brilliant chatting with you. It'd be great to, to let people know where they can go about finding out a bit more about uh, Jack Berry, about the vegan honey, perhaps perhaps getting hold of some. How would they go about doing that? Um, you, you can uh, visit our website, uh, jack-berry.com, uh, or just, just put uh, jackberry.com or uh, on the Google, uh, in Google and, and you find us. You, you can you can purchase there. We've got a few uh, um, retailers who grow in numbers of uh, retailers, bakers uh, coming on board, and we always invite. Uh, we're always open to uh, to join um, any businesses, join our um, a little family, not not so little, uh, but a family. Yes, and uh, <laughs> we're trying to help each other because uh, I always say to uh, small businesses, look, if we don't stand up together, we will be eaten by giants. And I think, you know, we're trying to do it on a local scale, uh, slowly and slowly with, with, with um, you know, trying to help each other. Uh, and the number of participants, I would say, or retailers or small businesses joining us is growing. Um, and I'm glad because um, it's, at the end of the day, it's more people sharing the same view and sharing the same... Uh, passion for for healthy eating and and uh, you know healthy um, health conscious people and introducing the whole foods or reintroducing i would say whole foods to our diet uh, should be uh, priority number one especially on the government's list so um, yeah uh, you can find us online you can find us on facebook follow us on facebook and instagram we're there as well we quite often we post uh, different recipes uh, we're trying to travel around um, the UK. We will be, um, if you're around Birmingham at the end of November, we'll be on BBC Food Show. It's a big, expensive one, but uh, please uh, see us. Come and visit, have a chat with me. And uh, yeah, so um, we'll be there. And any support is more than welcome. So that's that's where you can find us. Jack, I love it. No problem. Thank, Thank you, you so much, much for your, for your time tonight. For a chance, I'll let. I'll have uh, I'll have all the links in the show notes as well. So, uh, folks, if you want to go and click those links to check Brilliant. out Jack Berry and buy some wonderful vegan honey, then uh, then do that. Thanks so much, Jack. Thank it's been a pleasure.
This is a Bloody Vegans production.